our backgrounds shape our perspectives. What we were taught shapes our viewpoints. It does. And at some point, we wake up and we may not know what the truth is, but we go on the quest and then we find our truth. You're all in. <laughs> yes, that I am for sure. That's the only way to be, right? I hope so. And brave enough to wear purple. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love your brand colors. Thank totally, you. Thank you. Totally, totally. Well, it's the color of luxury. It's the color of confidence. It's just a, it, it describes me to a T. Hmm. It's yeah. a powerful color for sure, actually. Right on. You know, there was a whole phase in my childhood where I only would wear purple. Nice. That's awesome. Head to toe. I love that. <laughs> and then my mom had to sew me the clothes uh, because there were no purple clothes. So, oh, goodness. Like, I, <laughs> I get dressed unless like I was in purple. That's Isn't so that cool. Funny? That's yeah, awesome. So, That's really yeah, awesome. So I'm a fan of purple. Like, I love it. I am too. <laughs> it's also a, like a color of unity, you know, which I'm really big into. And I think we already started the show, by the way, because you're awesome. <laughs> and we just dove right into this. This is fantastic. So <laughs> listening, you know what? This is all in with Rick Jordan. I am Rick Jordan. I'm with Anina Nets. Hi, Anina. <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah, so this excited. is awesome. <laughs> I love these where we just have this immediate connection. It's awesome. We just dive right into well, things. It's because of who you are and you putting that stuff out there. And I'm just so glad that there is someone putting that out there, um, you know, rather than the usual suspects. We got to get it from every angle you yeah. know, and from every person, because that's how we create change. Right. Everyone has the person that they want to follow. Right. And so hopefully those leaders are are, are with the times and and speaking out on important topics, whether right it's, you know, diversity, inclusion, yeah, women yeah. in tech, uh, the world is changing right now. It really is, you know, and you, you're bringing up an important point too. I don't, I, it was a conversation similar to this that I was having, but it's, you, you made a, the statement you said is that we have to get it from every angle, right? That it's not the usual suspects that are saying it. And here's the thing, like everybody has somebody that they follow or multiple people that they follow and everyone else who's just like sitting in a, in a corner somewhere in a hole saying, well, I wish I could lead people. I wish I could get out there and I could have, you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of followers. Well, that's great. Then just go do it. Because as soon as you start to open your mouth, somebody's going to like what you have to say. You know, and most people, I think, have some pretty great things to say. There's some psychos, yes, that exist out there that maybe shouldn't talk. But I'm t- for the most part, 90% of people, you know, they should be out there spreading the word of just unity and what they feel and how, how they interact with the world. Imagine if we actually all shared everything that was on our mind all the time. What kind of a world would we be in? Well, that's the transparency and, and, and in a very important point, to be honest, that, you know, I'm a fossil. I don't know how old you are, but I'm a fossil. Jeez, I, was I would guess like my age, maybe like 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, I was at the dawn of the, of the whole blogosphere and everything yeah. that got started. And, uh, you know, actually it was Mena Trot. She called out Ben Metcalf uh, at uh, this huge conference by Loic Lemur. Um, you know, imagine this scene, Maina Trot, 
there she started blogging she made six apart okay that turned into uh, a movable type which is all i'll give which was one of the first companies to give us the power of the blog the power to talk back to media right on power to say to the world what we wanted to say because you had to remember back then the world was one directional the holy news handed down the news to us who fed it and then we only could talk in little spheres the blog exploded us to be able to talk one to many you know and that was a, a key fundamental shift in technology that happened but Simultaneously, you know, uh, there was IRC and chats oh, yeah. and stuff, yep. right, going on. So what was happening? Picture this. Mana Trot's on stage. She's giving her speech, right? And, and, and there's an IRC chat for the conference going on, right? And all of a sudden, Mana Trot stops everything. She goes, Ben Metcalf, if you think you can slag me off on the uh the irc why you don't just say it to my face we're like 20 (laughs) meters apart right here and he was like whoa like 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 called out right he thought he was all like being snipey yeah some private area but actually on stage she had the irc chat next to her powerpoint like right nice she brought up an incredible point which is what happened at that time is all of a sudden all these snarky people would say things on the internet that they would never say to anybody's yeah, face yeah. because they had the power of anonymity, right? Yep, like for you sure. Could, and, and, and you can hide, there was like, used to be like comment anonymous, right? Yep. And then even if you didn't comment anonymous, you could just make up a fake person, right a on. fake email yeah. address, right? Like, and so it was really about how the blog and technology and the world was moving into transparency. And so this was like, wow, 2003 when I started, you know, as the first yep. model blogger, right? Like I I lost my agency. I was like fired, quote unquote, given an ultimatum by my agency slides that said, you can either be a model or you can have a blog and do technology, but you can't do both. Don't you love that? Like, when somebody says, hey, here's your choice. You can't be everything you want to be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why do I have to fit in this narrow box? For sure. Right? Yep. And and what happened? The world, again, has evolved. We see that also, you know, with the school system, right? Like, people said you had to choose a career and then what you were on that career for, like, the rest Forever? of your life. Forever? No. Yeah. We are like multidimensional people. And now the job workforce needs people who know a lot of different skills. Right on. Like even myself as an entrepreneur, I need to know accounting. I need to know like marketing. I need to know like how to talk to my engineers. I need to know how to talk to the fashion designers. It's like, you know, I have to be an eight limbed, 10 headed, you know, uh, (laughs) you know, like, like I have to, have all these skills right on you know maybe one arm is shorter than another one well of course yeah well i like to say that i'm a good curator of talent because i I, you know you saying as an entrepreneur i know a lot i know a little bit about a lot of things and 
when I can do that, I can at least understand where gaps are missing. And I can fill those blanks in with the right people that know more than me, literally know more than me. I love it to where I walk into a meeting with my team and I feel like I'm the dumbest person in the room because it means that everyone else is accelerating things for me and building this thing for me and just keeping the machine going. And so when, when I move in and I don't have any input to give, I love that because now I know that I've put the right people in place and they're doing their jobs the right way. And it's because of what you're saying that I know so many little things about a lot of topics and I, I have to keep myself versed in that too. I'm going to, I'm going to rewind a little bit here because there's something about the transparency thing. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, you're talking about the world of blogging. I love it because this is pre social media, pre Twitter, you know, cause Twitter, even Twitter took off before Facebook did. I don't know if everyone remembers that or not, but Twitter used to be limited to 160 characters until even just a few years back too. I mean, blogs are just endless. They can go on for forever to get the, the point of the, the writer across and whatever their, their feelings are. I love blogs because you can even see the emotions in the words. It's fantastic. At least the good ones. Anyways, you're talking about transparency and I'm wondering about this because if we have such transparency with blogging and social media and, and everything else that we're supposed to, and we still have this, this big media machine, you know, you, by the way, you opened Pandora's box with this one for me, because I, I'm curious how you, how you feel about this. If we have this big media machine, you know, and I realize you're in China right now, but I, this is another interesting topic too, you know, as far as what gets filtered your way, you know, and this, uh, you got my brain going on this now. Sorry. Not sorry, but this is where we're going. The transparency thing, we've got Fox News, we've got CNN, we have all the all these other micro networks that exist, ABC, NBC, CSNBC, or MSNBC, all of these places, all these media outlets, but yet we have blogs. We have transparency. But a lot of the blogs that I see lately are really just kind of mirroring and echoing the big guys that are out there. You know, so where really can, where do you think we can find this transparency today? And where did that disconnect happen? Because you're right, it was like freedom back in 1999 2000 when blogs started really becoming a thing everyone was just writing what they what they cared about and really just piercing through the veil of all the shrouded media that existed because well, people think the media is not transparent today the big media outlets it's been the same way forever it absolutely has. And there's a, amazing people out there that sometimes try to get the truth out there, but now you look at other things like, like these small outlets, these but maybe online blog sites or online news sites, you know, and you see like The Guardian, I think, is one that always pops into my head that I see all the time in my feed. But they, they seem like they're copying the big people. So where's the transparency? So you have to, I mean, I, I started as a fashion model <laughs> and I'm still modeling and doing movies. You are? Now. That's awesome. You didn't tell <laughs> yeah, me how old you are, by the way. You said you're oh, ancient, you're fossil. That. No, you don't. I was going to guess I just say 40. I'm a fossil because I was around at the beginning of, yeah. of all this technological evolution and revolution. <laughs> I was in the top 100 in the room as yeah. we were all discussing RSS and Bluetooth and all of that. And I was like the voice of the people. You know, I was like, oh. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think people want it to work like that. No, 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 no. That could allow me to be tracked. No, no. no right let's on. not do it like right that. On. Let's do it like this, you know? Yep. So I was always like, no, I don't think people want that. Because just because you can do something with technology doesn't necessarily mean that you should do something Boom. with technology, yep. right? So there's a, a, and now as we see AI entering into the market, we see 
that there needs to be some accountability. Yeah. Elon Musk, yeah. I've been like diving deep into Elon Musk and his his thoughts on AI and so on and so forth, right? He's intriguing. Like, and I'm all into yeah. AI, you know, yeah. but yeah. but but with great technology comes great responsibility. You know, I think the fact that IBM decided not to go into facial tracking says something. Yes, yeah. facial tracking was a tiny little piece of their big business. They eliminated it. It's like poof, gone. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe that's why. But I think there there must be someone in there who had a bigger thought. Do you know that, that Amazon now put in tech in their warehouses that can tell if people are one wearing masks or two if they're staying at least six feet apart from each other and then there's like little alarms that sound if they're not and point them out necessary yeah and that's exactly a responsible use of facial recognition right like and 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 it's sad in a certain sense but at the same time expected in a warehouse we're like thinking about lifting you know materials staying safe working with machinery maybe also calculating the distance between people sure. is like yeah. easily overstepped and so this is helping us learn new ways of moving yeah. and interacting Fine. my cybersecurity okay company puts in security systems now that are camera based that use facial recognition and ai to help minimize workers comp claims in factories and warehouses and such because there's people that sometimes don't follow the safety rules you know for lifting boxes or running the machines and they'll follow them but then they'll also place false workers comp claims they'll you know there was a six-figure one it was like five hundred thousand dollars a half a million dollars that a client of mine had a workers comp claim for but it was completely fake it was false. So we went back and we, we used the facial recognition technology that was there to identify exactly who was in that area at that given time. I mean, it was amazing seeing it just reconstruct the face, you know, even different angles because we have multiple camera angles that are around just to a 3D image. It was so impressive. You know, I'm not one that but develops it. let me answer it. your yeah. question. Let me answer Go for it. Transparency. Yes. We're so, <laughs> so transparency, not to digress. So first of all, you have to watch how the data flows. So that's how yeah, I started. Yeah. I was fascinated by, I, I could see how the data was gonna flow. So the data started like when I started blogging as a fashion model, I took over Millier's house and was part of the art costume movement. Oh, fun. And I built a model flat at the top and I lived in it. And then I live streamed it 24 hours a day, seven days a week was like one of the first to do nice. that, right? And so the point, I built like a model's flat room because models go and for three months they're in a country and you have your bed in a room with yeah. three other people or two other people or whatever. And then remember there was no too much digital back then. So like you would put, put your Polaroids and your letter from your mom and maybe you could liken it to summer camp. You know, you would put yeah, that on yeah. a wall with like pins, right? Push pins, yep. right? That was a blog. And then oh, when wow. digital came in, right, what happened was is we started putting those photos and those stories and those letters and stuff in digital format For on sure. a blog and sharing that with other people. Before that was just shared with people who were in my room. Who yep, were like, right on. That it's like a from, Trello right? board. Yep. <laughs> so, so the data went from physical to digital, right? And then... Yeah, yeah what's happening now you know all the magazines died all the print died all the physical died right because ecology you can't schlep all that stuff around yeah. our houses are smaller like all this so reduction happened but then now what's happening now those independent blogs became media outlets yeah. and now are turning back into magazines right yep. so all of that happened because why 
the holy grail that was handing us down almighty almighty news we don't agree with it was like bs and that's like what are you talking about you know very few were like actually giving us the real deal so we right were on. like no we're gonna harness this technology say what we want to say yeah, and now yeah. now people that like yes we want that yes we want that yes we want that we vote with our likes and our dollars now it can come back into physical and we can sit again you know on the couch and read a magazine if that's what you want to do right so understanding how the data flows. So back to your transparency question, and you're like, where can you get the news? Currently, it's all about podcasts. It's all about right audio. Why? Yep. High because, five. Again, <laughs> yep. again, we have to look at the humans, right? Yeah. We have to look at the humans and what are the humans doing, right? So humans now is like, I'm driving a car. I have to drive this car for two and a half hours. Like I cannot read a book for two and a half yeah. hours while yeah. I'm driving a car. That's not safe, right? But I can listen to a podcast, right? And so again, I can't read a blog while I'm like sitting there, I'll get pulled over, right? So we have to look at the world and how we are consuming and getting information, how our daily lives are, yeah, and then yeah. we fit technology, technology fits in, and those technologies which really fit in, like, hey, a podcast, I can go for a walk and I can multitask, I can do my workout and I can listen to all right in, right? You got it. Yep. So like, I can be feeding my brain and my body at the same time, right? So like, that's why those technologies are coming out. And, and personally, I think it's going to video, obviously, because yep. Who yep. can read anymore? Right like, on. <laughs> like who reads? And and even just look who at the Who can read or who does numbers. read? What's the question? <laughs> who can? No, no. For example, yeah. I have dyslexia. You know, like it is. Yeah. I can read like two, three sentences. It's very hard. I get physically tired, right? But now what I I solved that problem because my computer has speech recognition. Right yep. so now, if I need to read a technical document, I don't have to like break my head and like drink tons of coffee and whatever. I never drink coffee, but tea, you know, yeah. to, to, to just try and stay alert to read this document. I have my computer read it for me. Right on. You know, and it's so much more enjoyable because I also can follow along with the words and then I have my retention higher. So again, like we have to consume more information and we have to make faster decisions. Yeah, so yeah. how do we, it's it's like, okay, I have this green drink here. Yep. Why do I have a blender and a green drink? Because I have to consume so many vegetables in a day, right? Because the nutrition in our food is less that I could not possibly chew that many vegetables plus chewing takes time. So I blend them up and I make these like gazpachos and whatever. And I cannot tell you in the last three days or last week that I've been doing that, my energy level is like through the roof. Why? Because I'm getting- You're getting everything you need. Nutrients exactly. that yep. I need. You got it right so, on. Blender technology. Yeah, right? Blender. Another example. <laughs> Just shove it all like, in and push the button. Yeah. You know, I need to, I need to consume that many vegetables yeah, to yeah. feel good. I cannot possibly eat that much. The same with data and information. I couldn't. How do I jam it in my head? How yep, do I get yep. it in there? I have ears. I have eyes. Mouth doesn't really help. We haven't can't can't. That, that would be psychedelics, I guess. But, like, that's another way to get it in, whatever. It is, right? But my point is, is, like, we have, you know, six 
five, six senses, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and do not discount the sixth sense. You know, it used to be all woohoo and hoo-hoo, and then those people were burned at the stake, right? Who yep. had who were like really tuned into the number six. Yeah, right and on. So again, back to transparency. How do we know? Number one, I go to authority figures. Like I have Mary Hodder and Ed Falk and people in my network yeah. that are just like supercomputers in a in a body, you know? Yep. yep. And and their logic is undeniable you know so i go to them and i say is this fake news what do you think of that and then they break it down because that's what they do is they they consume way more than i do right secondly i go to a podcast where i'm like whoa this is like a guy who wrote a book and and like he's gonna break it down for me you know or i go on your show where you are then interviewing people who can break it down for me etc or i get on a zoom call or yeah, whatever yeah. but the point is is a, it's just the power of the people right now right on yeah that's starting to rise up and i'm i'm happy in a lot of ways that that's starting to take over again the power of the people and in some ways but you always have two different sides of things and i'm not talking right versus left i'm actually talking good versus evil you know, and that's what you start to see rise up because there's a lot of interesting things. And you're talking about that sixth sense, right? And that's what you start to see in these areas to where you start to tilt your head when you see some of these things captured on mainstream media that don't have the transparency. And there's just no logical sense to what you're seeing. You know, it's it's so out of context. It's it's so it just does not follow the patterns of everything that you know to be true and valid and just in life. So I love your perspective that you go to the authority figures that you have in your life. I think everybody has those too. Everybody has those people that are around, but nobody asks the questions. How do you feel about taboo subjects? You know, because politics are something that inside, I remember growing up, right? And it's like, oh, we don't talk about politics in this house. You know, well, isn't that like how the world is run? You know, because we, at least in the United States, we elect individuals or you're in China right now. It's obviously a very different type of system that exists there with the CCP. You know, it's, it's these just diametrically opposed forces and you have two different perspectives and two different media uh, regimes if you want to call it that way whether it's the united states and china that are putting different information out there who do you go to in those regards because we're not talking just even within the united states anymore that's not what we see because there's a lot of name calling in the media now it's become geopolitical which is crazy and now you don't know what to what to believe except for people like you who are there you know and you're seeing everything that's going on you actually are living and breathing within things you know so having those perspectives and those authority figures everybody that's listening to the show right now needs to understand that you're like the feet on the ground in those areas and i want to get so, into a little bit of that too at some point because i'm really really i've spoken with some chinese americans the past couple of months with what i've been doing but actually not anybody within china yet so uh i just back to that other thing like the question that arises within me yeah. is, um what do you do if your authority picture authority for the person that you respect is racist so yeah, you got it. You, yeah. your mind and your perspective of the world is there's black and white and we yeah. should have segregation and whatever, right? And, and, and so you go to your authority picture, you go to your yeah. news channels and they're all reflecting back to you um, what you uh, believe. So you yeah. stay in that mindset and you stay in that world and like, 
everybody else. So we saw that happen during the uh, election. Remember, like, oh, my gosh, like, do you know how many people unfriended me? Because oh, I, know. Yep. I asked questions yep. like my friend Robert Scoble, like he I, I, I just was asking questions. I was saying, but didn't you know, Clinton, da, 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 da. I was asking and like, boom, I got unfriended. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was like crazy. Like yep. I didn't even want to engage in the conversation more because no one in my feed even allowed me to oppose or propose exactly. <laughs> the question. And it was, yep. it was like, I was like back in school, like, you're out you yeah, are not yeah. you're like nobody wants you on your team because <laughs> right we don't on. like the questions you're asking and the same thing happened to me in school is like in in math class or physics class yeah. or whatever like i would raise my hand and literally the whole class would groan and they ostracized me wow. and all those kids were terrible they would spit on me when I when I passed them in the hallway, I did not like school at all. School was a terrible place. I would get beaten up, everything because yeah, yeah. I was different, and I was just German. Like <laughs> like I went every summer to Germany and spoke German. And yes, my mom she was German, but like that's no reason for kids to chase me down the street, you know, at, at yeah, Oak yeah. Park throwing rocks and screaming Nazis are coming out of my lunch bag because my lunch bag in Germany, you have like a leather satchel oh, that's and in America fun. you have a, you have a paper bag. Yeah. So you were like, I had a leather. It was like, <laughs> I didn't even know what a Nazi was. Right like, I, yeah. I didn't find out until I was 16 and I read it in the news and boy, did I let my grandparents have it. And like that summer was the summer of like, what you know yep. but what? you were the german what girl happened? with the upscale lunch bag and that's what Yo, <laughs> oh with wow Nazis flying out of it but, yeah right with my Nazis. point is this is that they probably didn't even know what that meant yeah right for sure they they just saw somebody who was different yep. so yep as back to my point is we saw that in the last elections that yeah. like uh you know people were unfriendly people and then they ended up in the echo chamber so it is always incredibly important. You said, where do I go for the information? Yeah. It is always incredibly important to go talk to that person and yeah. understand yeah. the other side. So a racist person should go talk to a non-racist person and really try to get in their head. And a non-racist person should really try to understand a racist person and get in their head. And the, I believe that the answer is not left or right. It's my 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 auntie the last thing she said that i saw her she was like literally a foot yeah. from the berlin wall and she was an amazing woman she called me on the phone and she was like just remember it's not the right side or the left side the music is in the middle and i was like <laughs> Your hunty, yeah. What does that mean? You know, like, and then i was like, what does that mean? Like, yeah. I, I have pondered it for more than a century you know yep. not century sorry i'm 10 years you know, I <laughs> <More> than... <laughs> that. but like i get it now like you know yes in the west we have there is absolute wrong and there is absolute right yeah in the in the china we they don't have that they have the yin and the yang yeah they believe it's complimentary that that when things become absolutely amazingly incredibly good you better get ready because it is something really, really, really bad is about to happen. Yeah. They believe in balance, right? Yep. And so that's sort of where these ideological philosoph philosophies clash because fundamentally, quote unquote, East and West have different viewpoints about 
you know, they believe there is no absolute bad. There's just something that's really, 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 really bad, but then it can turn into really, really, really good, you know? And we have a idea of, you know, there is an absolute bad and you cross that line and you should die, you know? And there is an absolute good that we can never attain, right? Because like, you know, the 10 commandments, who can obtain that? You know, nobody can be perfect, right? So we're stuck in duality and they're stuck in a circle, but the, the point is, is that we need to have unity and understanding and you can have your opinion and I can have my opinion. Okay. But then how are we going to operate? Yep. Right on. Yep. That's the action part of it. There's a, there's a point we were talking about violence the other day, you know, cause of course there's a lot of riots and even in we're close to where you're we're in the same country, Hong Kong, you know, that was pretty rough there for a little while. And there's always violence that perpetuates change historically speaking. And then as soon as violence, there's a threshold though, because violence can never be unending. You know, so if you're talking about the circle, you know, they're in that circle, that cycle, the cycle is always violence, then that threshold passes and there should be talk, just exactly like you're saying right now. And then, but after that talk, you can't talk forever either, because after that talk, there needs to be action, meaningful action that takes place after the talking. Violence can always spark change, but when violence continues on and on, now you're just talking about destroying culture and destroying people and destroying everything that you value unless you cross that threshold when it comes up into actually having that conversation. I love your perspective talking about racist individuals and saying, hey, you know, if you are racist, you should go talk to a non-racist and see how they feel. Or a black person. Exactly. You know? Or a black like person. Like maybe yeah. if you got, got a or black Asian person or whatever. as a yeah. friend yep. or an Asian friend or somebody, yeah. maybe you would find out they they eat food too right on. and uh they just like a little more pepper than you and they have the same values as you they 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 appreciate family yeah and maybe yeah. you can start to untie why there is violence oh they don't have father figures wow i had a father you know like yeah. they're yeah. it's so complex i certainly don't have the answers but I learned a lot. I just recently produced this conference called Diversity Meets Technology. Oh, fun. And uh, why do we need diversity in technology? Why do we need uh, a, a diverse team? Uh, why different do we perspectives. Need diverse perspectives. <laughs> yes. and, and, and why do we need diverse technologies? Because not every technology fits to every person's yeah. lifestyle, as we spoke before. So um, those ladies, it's just secretly a platform for me to give lots of women speakers um, <laughs> that's awesome because... though well you, you you read a quote from me and this, this is how it's supposed to be there's a, there's no balance in tech none you know I, I see a movement from a gender perspective i see a movement with a lot of amazing women like yourself that have risen up you've been at this a, a while now right but it, there's we've got to re-spark that because there's things that women just understand that men never will because of a different perspective and vice versa that's also true there's things that men will see first and quicker because they just have a different perspective but you put those together even if you're talking the yin and the yang like the chinese right that's how it's supposed to be that's how life was designed if it was just supposed to be male dominated in tech there wouldn't be women on this planet you know, there wouldn't be women that invent things like you did, which, by the way, is freaking amazing. You know, so I looked into a, a lot of what you've done, and it's incredible, you know, because it's so intuitive. I know, and I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking, well, shoot, 
I never would have come up with that. There's some good ideas that I've had, but I've never come up with that because I don't have the same perspective. And it could or possibly- lifestyle. Yes. Or lifestyle, right? You don't maybe traditionally take care of that, I don't know, going to the grocery store on Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know what to say. But, but <laughs> Instacart. <definitely, laughs> yeah, Instacart. I don't know. Like you, you don't traditionally, let's go to tradition. You don't yeah. traditionally maybe take care of the kids, right? So, you know, talking about your 10,000 hours to become an expert, you know, from the outliers yeah, book, yeah. right? Um, you know, maybe uh, women have had over 10,000 hours of taking care of kids. And so they know how to design a better baby crib than right on. there yeah. has been. I'm yep. just making that up. You know, we can gender roles away. And maybe a guy stay at home dad would need different types of tools and and maybe yeah. he needs a bigger carriage a, a, a bigger stroller because he's jogging at the same time as he's walking the baby you right know? and he's got the dog on the <laughs> side right so he needs like a robust baby carriage right like, he was lifting that saying, morning and he can't just push the stroller with one finger because it's too small yeah he would crush it yes. you know he would crush a delicate <laughs> little stroller in his bare hand yep. you know like you know but this is the truth yeah. Of like yeah. our backgrounds shape our perspectives. What we were taught yeah. shapes our viewpoints. It does. And at some point we have we wake up. We wake up and like we may not know what the truth is. Yeah. But we go on the quest and then we find our truth. Yeah. And then yeah. we then it is no longer like of course, there's like unconscious bias, right? Yep, like they talk yep. about that with VCs. I was successful, so I'm looking for that successful guy because I was a successful guy. And therefore, when I see that archetype in front of me, I know that's successful. Whereas when I see a woman standing in front of me, that doesn't equate with what I equate with success. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, you're so dead on. You're, you're, you're absolutely right because imagery matters so much. And it's just that you're right. It's things that we've been taught over the course of how many centuries that this is what success. Archetypes. Exactly. This is what success looks like. And then what's sad, too, is that going back to the media, the media even tries to control a lot of this or tries to perpetuate a lot of this, you know, when things get skewed off to where traditionalism, you know, goes, takes a hard left, and we just forget about everything that happened the previous 10 years or 20 years. You know, and I see a lot of that now these days, too, with, we're talking about racism, but I see a lot of what's happening, at least in the United States, with Black Lives Matters movement, which I fully support the premise behind all of my black friends, and I have some amazing black friends. You know, but the movement has become extremely violent, you know, and the, the media likes to say that that's okay. It's okay that it's freaking violent. No, it's not okay that it's that way. They're hurting. We're all hurting each other when it when it crosses that threshold. But now the, the media comes and says, oh, well, this is how it has to be, you know, because it's almost like going back to how it was in like prehistoric days almost where it's like eye for an eye, which is absolutely ridiculous and uncivilized. We support all kinds of different races. We support gender equality. Absolutely. 
I wouldn't support it if I wasn't married. I wouldn't support it if I didn't have a female right now running my brand. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? You know, I said I have an executive director that is running everything for me. You might have spoken to her. Her name's Ashley. I have a female who is my brand manager. Her name is Mandy Arthur. She's the one who puts everything together and publishes the podcast and runs her entire team. I work a lot with female-owned companies because they're just freaking awesome. But then the media comes out and says, well, wait a second. Now, now the COVID hit, right? Who's going to take care of all the kids from here and out? Oh, it looks like the, there was one dude that said something one time. And it's like, oh, I guess everybody has to be a mom again. Like all the working, all the working women that are out there. It's like, oh, I guess it's time to go back to being a mom. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, why can't you do everything? Just like you're saying, we have to say that and get this message across that it's okay to be all of these things. And it doesn't matter what your gender is. Now, to your point, you're talking about the stroller, which was fantastic, by the way. I was laughing so much. It's like the big dad's going to just crush the stroller. But, uh, exactly. But when we get into certain things, it's like the, men are probably better than women at some things, too. Like carrying a 400-pound dude out of a burning building. I think for the most part, it's probably a guy that would be better at doing that job as a first responder. But at the same time, maybe that was a fire. And now it comes into play because, oh my gosh, I, I hope, well, I guess I am going on record saying this, is that women are just so much more intuitive, you know, to where they can actually talk that family through the crisis. And get to the bottom of things and say, why did this happen to begin with? Or maybe it was domestic abuse or whatever it is. And I feel that women are generally a lot better because they're, you're so much more connected. And why is that? You know, I laugh at this, but yeah. it's just, it's just, that is just the freaking truth. You know, it's like you can dive into the souls of everybody and make everything all better. It's amazing. So I have theory on that. Bring it on. Um, so... I don't know how to answer that because I'm not the traditional woman. Good, good. <laughs> I can tell you, I can illustrate how it comes about uh, through my story in how did I end up being in tech. And that comes because I had a father who never excluded me, right? So for example, when it, it, he was a mathematician in a private school, so I grew up with computers. We had computers yeah. for some reason. I don't know why before anybody had computers. I don't remember a time really without computers. Uh, my grandfather was an engineer. We always had like things that could compute. Like, I don't know. That's just first my oh, one background. Great. So first, and, and, and secondly, like <laughs> when we had to fork the hard drive out or fix something or solder something or do something, like it wasn't just like, hey, you boys, I have two brothers. Hey, you boys, come over and let's do it. It was like, hey, you kids, come over and do this. Yeah. And like, I had to do it just as much as they had to do it. And when we went to summer camp, there was coding class. It wasn't like, oh, you boys do coding class and Anina, you do sewing class. No, it was like, no, everybody is doing coding class. Like yeah, everybody yeah. is doing the same sort. I hated sailing. Uh, my dad, <laughs> really? because he terrified us. He terrified us, but it was a good thing. He took us out in the boat, uh, my brothers and I, and he flipped the boat over. And why did he do that? I mean, what a terrifying thing. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, drowning. And it like scarred me for life. But the, the reason that he did it is he's like, you need to know what happens when your boat capsizes. For sure, yep. You need to be able to do this, right? And he didn't just, oh, 
you stay on the dock and fix the drinks and I'm going out with the brothers and I'm going to capsize a boat, you know? No, it wasn't like that. So, and, and throughout the entire town time that I grew up, I was never excluded from information. I mean, my stepdad is a, is a, is a nuclear chemical engineer too. It's like his job oh, that's to awesome. lights on for the yeah. city, you know? And he hated it when I was on the phone and like all the lights went out, so I was gabbing <laughs> on the phone. And he'd be like, yes, the people are trying to call me and like the lights are out in the city. And I'm like, whoops, gotta go, you know? Yep. But, but he, we would go for walks and he would be like, that's a cell phone tower. The cell phone towers, see those boxes there? They connect there. They have six wires and they go into the ground and they're connected. To, and like he explained, how does a cell phone tower work? That's fantastic. Me? You know, and, and my point is, again, we are humans. We are born. How did you learn to walk? Your dad, mom, whoever, brother, sister, yep, everybody yep. was like, you need to walk. <laughs> this is an essential yeah, skill exactly. that you need to do. So you need to do it. You are not excluded from walking. Okay, maybe if you were born without legs, then you had to learn how to wheel instead of walk. But whatever it is, you need to learn how to move and move around in this world. And unfortunately, not everybody comes equipped with the manual of how to raise the perfect child, right? Wait, and that, how that, to wait, do it. that doesn't exist? Oh, I know. No? More so now, more so now, because we have the information age and we can share information better. But yeah. back to your point. So how do people end up like that? We're taught. Yeah. We yeah. are taught. We are either included or excluded. We either had a bad experience or a good experience. We had a mentor or we did not have a mentor. I was a yeah. latchkey kid. There are positive aspects to being a latchkey kid. I had to learn how to cook for myself. I had to do for myself. I had to do my homework for myself, which I yeah, never did my yeah. homework. I had to put myself Guilty. to bed at night. Yep. I had to, you know, I was addicted to television. That was like an evil I had to cure myself of, but I cured myself of it. I mean, those gave me superpowers. Now, another person could be like, I was a latchkey kid and I wasn't loved and I wasn't taken care of. And they could go a whole nother direction with that. It's a choice that you take, right? Bingo. But at some yep. point, yep. We wake up and we try to like, how did I end up like this? And this is not working. Yeah. I'm not getting what I want. I'm not have friends. I don't have this. People leave me. They piss me off. I, you know, I'm not what something is wrong. Yeah. And the yeah. pure, you know, reason uh, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again and expecting different results. No, we have to then find icons, mentors, information, people different from you. That's why we need diversity Yep. Yep. to, to get a different way of thinking. Because our way of thinking at that moment in that critical time, and we may meet that critical time in many different aspects of our life, but it's not working. Yeah. yeah. We're not getting what we want. What do you want? I want to be at peace. I want to be loved. There are so many fundamental things that humans want that tie us all together we all want the the same thing i think even the most violent of person why are they violent because they don't know another way to get what they want what do they want yeah. they want to be at peace but they don't know another way to do it that's maybe how they were taught that's maybe like they have so much rage inside who knows like but the point is is i do fundamentally believe that people do want the same thing the means of going about it are different 
China's way of going about it is not agreeable to the Western way. The Western way is like chaotic and whatever and is not agreeable to the Eastern way. Like, is either way right or wrong? You know, I don't know. I just work with whatever power is in place and and and, and do my best to like Tai Chi navigate. It. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that the truth? Because yeah. you're kind of living in both worlds. I mean, you spend most of your time in China right now, right? <laughs> well, I came over here to build a robot that can serve you a yeah. drink and 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 stayed <laughs> because there are no flights out, etc. Oh, uh, I, 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 before pre-COVID, like yeah. I traveled. Uh, every every week into a different country, place, yeah. uh, city, etc. So this is like the longest time I've ever stayed in one place. Yeah. And it's and I think it's it's like everything. The the world said we need a software upgrade. This ain't working. Like yep. whether you believe it's the planet or the political system or the virus or whatever, but or a combination of all of those. Yeah. And that's how it is. The, you know, whatever energy exists, that's always how it is. There's some kind of self-correcting mechanism that has to take place. You know, it, it's now. It, this is the sad part, right? Because like you're talking about the yin and the yang. You know, no matter what you believe. But I've always seen this cycle too. Is where there is something that's really, really good. Or you know what? If you see things starting to get sort of bad, they're probably going to get a lot, lot worse until there's this breaking point and it seems like all of heaven opens up and then everything just goes back to this calm state again you know and it's it's almost like an earthquake right what happens or think about think about something really horrible that happened in your life yeah like uh in this uh in in these uh, i do some challenges right now yeah and people are really opening up and tell there was this guy who was like a drug addict and he went to jail and whatever and you know what he's turned his whole life around now and now he helps people who are in that situation. Oh, so cool. So was that bad that that happened? Or is it now become his superpower and a force for good? Yeah. I can't figure it out, really. You yep. know, like that whole story of like, you know, the the old man and his son. And then yeah. like the son breaks his leg and they go like, oh, that's such a tragedy. Right. But the next day, like the, the, the armed forces come through and take all the men except that guy because he had a broken leg, you know, and they're like, a, what a lucky thing, you know? So it's like, we don't, we don't know because yeah. that which is, is only 10%. There's a whole nother 90% of dark matter that like, we can't measure it. We don't know what is it, but it is on the other side of this, sure. this and that. Yeah. So who knows what that put into this, right? Yep, and so, for sure. so, so for whatever reason the whole world learned to go online they got a software upgrade you know grandmas and and older people and everybody so got much these fun. new tech yep, skills you got it. right like we're talking here right right on then, then the whole world like this is like when the horse and buggy turned into the car people yep. were like nobody's gonna drive a car you know and then it's like who would ride a horse and buggy right so the whole world is in this phase of Somebody has said, time out, you need to sit and rethink. But the real question is, now, as we go forward, will we use that reflective knowledge or not? Are we just going to go back to that old synopsis rut in our brain and uh, keep thinking? The here's the thinking? question. I will not. I'm yeah, I'm with you. Forever. Yep. And I think there's, a, there's definitely a grouping of people that will change forever out of this, too. But there's also... You know, there's some that just always revert 
right? Because right now it's the uncomfortable nature of everything and everybody's having to adapt, but then everyone's fighting for what used to be in a lot of the wrong ways. And I'm not talking freaking masks or no masks. I'm talking like our education system, right? The education system in the United States is over a hundred years old. It's the stupidest thing that exists because it was made for people that worked in factories. You know, back in 1918, I think it was the last overhaul, if you want to call it that way. But now, I love your phrasing. It's like the whole world got a software upgrade, and everybody is literally using virtual technology to, to fulfill school. My kids have been in that now, even pre-COVID. Before that, we pulled them out of the public system because of the fact that it was just stupid. And we put them into an online private academy. You know, you can call it homeschool if you want to, but it's Zoom classrooms. They A lot of it's self-taught self-consumption of the the material there's no homework which is fantastic because like you i never did homework either i thought it was the stupidest thing because if i assimilated the information in class i understood it why do i have to keep doing the crap if i that was the only reason i failed a, a, a class in english and, and also in chemistry too i freaking programmed a, a, a texas instruments calculator and made an app back in the mid 90s on a calculator with all of the chemistry formulas that existed for that unit test just so I could plug them in and just get the test done fast. I got a 98% on that test, on that final. Why? Because I eliminated the human aspect of it, but obviously I knew the material if I built a freaking app to do the work for me, right? I mean, that, that's just the, but th that was the state of it. And the teacher got pissed because I didn't follow the rules. The rules that were laid out a hundred freaking years ago. Yes. All the time. Yes, she I was failed sent to the me. office. Yes. I totally was punished. We went to the same school, I think. <laughs> Possibly. Well, you were from Michigan, right? I don't know. I'm, I'm in Chicago. Same, yes. same lineage. Yes. Of, like whoever taught them. Like I was terrorized in yeah. school by teachers. Yeah. It was terrible. And they would lie to me too. They, this one teacher, he said like, anybody can ask me a question that I can't answer and you'll pass the whole year. So yeah. I asked him, I said, if whales are mammals and have blood and we're animals and have blood, why can't we get a transfusion from a whale? And he could not answer that question. Nah. He didn't give me, <laughs> he did not give me an A as he promised. Oh, geez. So like, we can't have authority figures yeah. lying to us. Exactly. We can't. Now they I have see, to fulfill their word. For sure. Now I see teachers these days too, because they, you know, there's a lot of friends that I have. There's not many that do the same program that my kids do, you know, but, but they're out there and that's cool. So now that public schools are going back into session in the U.S., there's teachers that are getting pissed at the students now for new reasons now i'm hearing from other parents that they're on zoom right just like we are they're on zoom but yet there's like a dog in the background or something and the teachers are getting pissed or the kid gets distracted because they're in their house right they have everything that's there the available to them or the doorbell rings and they get pissed because the student gets up and goes and answers the door in the middle of the day right and they're not understanding this so they're saying you have to clean up your workspace well what about the families that you know a family of five that only have a 900 square foot two-bedroom apartment and now they're saying hey you have to find a quiet space there is no freaking quiet space for them and the teachers just they're coming down on the kids and they're starting to even give them bad grades now 
already because they're not seeing these new things. They're not adapting to this. And this is all this old mentality. So you, to your point, it's like a lot of us, hopefully, we're never going to be the same in a good way. But there will be those crowds that are just hopefully, thank God that this, I know this is going to happen, that they're going to be phased out. Because you started to see this a lot in the education system. You got me on a rant now about the education system because I hate it. I freaking hate it. I love what my kids are doing, right? And by the way, I'll plug them. You know, Bridgeway Academy. Find it. It's it's amazing. You know, just go on there. It's it's so cool because my kids, when they have issues, right, there's a rule that I have. And it's like, hey, you can self-navigate this. That's what this whole thing is. You consume the data. You consume the information. You take the quiz, you take the test, if you get less than an 80%, meaning if you get lower than a B, because I feel that my kids are above average. It's just a, a thing that I have, right? If you get below B because C is quote-unquote average, you need to make an appointment with your teacher. You know what they do? They pick up their smartphone, their iPhone, their their. 10s pro or whatever the heck they have it's one of the newer ones and they text message their teacher like hey i struggled with this can you help me now the teacher comes directly to them one-on-one -on -one in these scenarios isn't that a much better use of their time because I, do, I feel like we don't give our kids enough credit for how much they can actually pack into their brain either you know and they're all stuck at the same place the same pace in public school system for something that was from a hundred years ago that's made to teach them how to work an assembly line in a freaking factory not to make the best new tech invention that ever a robot that can serve your drinks like you like you were saying or come up with some new iot thing or come up with the fashion glove that's right i did my research on you right or come up with any of these things whatsoever no because the system is designed to keep everybody the same when everybody is so so much unique that's what I hope is reset with this software upgrade here. And we realize that, you know what? Like you're saying, we all do want the same thing. And we all want everybody to accelerate. But the way that we go about it is going to be different from person to person. That comes down to politics. That comes down to the way that the media disseminates the information. It comes down to the way that kids learn. It is not the same as the person down the road from you. And it's definitely not the same than the kids from a freaking hundred years ago. I feel like I should drop a mic right now because that, that's the state of affairs, right? Uh, with education, Bravo. it's stupid. Exactly, exactly. But we need an overhaul. Or and, and, and. My friend said like you and. should never say but, you should always say and, and. <laughs> and turn your sorries into thank yous. That's another one I heard too, yes. Ooh, oh, that's a new <laughs> you like one that? for me. Turn your sorries ah, in. Wow. Instead of saying sorry thank I'm you. late, thank you for being patient. Oh, you like that? I'm going to you. That one is a new one. It took me a lot to learn the end. As you see, I said, but for yeah. but and. <laughs> here's the other thing is, is that um, I read a statistic that said that people over 50 uh, uh, don't want to learn new things. And I think that's a tragedy because yeah. if you look at fashion, you know, those those Vogue covers that you see, or it's not yep. Vogue, it's Marie Claire. They'll go like the 30s are the new 20s and the and the 40s are the new 30s and the <laughs> 50s are the new 40s. Yep. Right. Yep. And that is true. I mean, look, yeah. you look full of vibrant and health and so on. And uh, and and like, I'm sure that I don't look my age either because we're drinking green smoothies and, and we got that yep. that information before. I got water people, in my right? almond cup. Yep, for sure. So Egg I white, think it's spinach a tragedy. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am into the ghee thing. Oh my God, now. it's but so anyway. good. Yep, okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah. So 
I think it's a tragedy that we have a population of people that were sold a dream back then that when I get 50, I get to go travel and I get to go live my life. So I'm going to sacrifice my life now and give all this work. And then when I hit that age, then I'm going to be able to do my gardening and travel and do whatever. Well, sorry, the world changed. And now you have to work to 65, even 70, and you may even have to work till the rest of your life because you will not earn enough money to handle all your bills that's it you know and so they don't want to learn and and again you know i see all these like coding class for for kids and i'm like right on. i need it on Everybody. the peewee level yes. you know <laughs> i need it I, you know but all the all the all the um big people classes they cost like so much money <laughs> big people class. and and they <laughs> start the me out ever. not at like zero you know yeah. like i'm at i'm at kung fu panda level yeah. you know i'm at level zero yep. you know you know so i'm at level zero Skidoosh. and i need yes i have kids <laughs> i need you know, level zero, yep. Padawan. I don't even need coding. I need like Blockly, you know, yep. like I need before that. But, you know, first it takes internal person to internally say, you know, I I want to learn for the rest of my life, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and I need to upskill yep. and I'm, I got to go do that. And it doesn't have to look like I'm going back to school, but but I need to take online courses. I need to learn things. I need to get into a, a group. And it's very sad. Actually, the largest opportunity right now in the world is with people over 50 are, are with seniors. Oh, yeah. Creating yep. uh, opportunities for them to learn and uh, and 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 technology to take care of themselves yeah. is simple yeah. and uh, and all sorts of opportunities there. But because we have this incredible youth culture where yep. ageism, that's a whole uh, ageism is a disease of the mind. You know, the fact that in our Western culture, uh, we don't want to get old. We want to have Snapchat filters for the rest of our lives. You know, uh, we need to find the new images and icons for what looking old is because yeah. I don't want to yeah. I don't want to I don't want to be that old lady bent over with thousands of in a walker like no no no, no, no. like the the back to media media needs to be putting images out there just like we have plus size models we need older models right on. we need to show um you know that's why facebook is cool because then you'll get that video of like that you know there's that older um black lady that like it lifts weights and she tells her story about how she's in the gym every day and she's like yep. 80 you know and uh there's that video on youtube where they interviewed all those um people over 101 and what they learned and if you look at them they're like little little sprites they're like little fairies they're yeah, like right on. all yep. like excited about life yep. and that's why they're over 100 you know clearly maybe their bodies have deteriorated because back Back then they didn't have the nutritional information that we have now but now you know we have the ability and the technology and the information to to care for our bodies better plus we have the mentality yeah, to for sure treat our bodies like a temple right so yep. and and not 
go that whole pharmaceutical way and everything like that. So, you know, I think that there needs to be a, a unification between uh, this this horrible idea and fear that we have of getting older uh, and instead reinvent that and redefine it. And, uh, and, and of course, those that are ancient now that are, you know, going to pass on, that's not necessarily what we have to be when we're ancient yeah. and, and passing on. So I think that media plays a very powerful role. Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message.